Hello, my little zebras. How are you? Welcome to the show. This episode uh, is... Every time I have Pastor Keith Dio on here, it's always a wonderful episode. We've become good friends over the past couple of months that I've known him, that I've gone to his church, the Community Worship Center in Tyrone, Pennsylvania. We have a general... Uh, just natural connection to one another. He's a great guy, and uh, you know I've had him on two other episodes. So on this episode, it's kind of him doing his thing. It's kind of like taking one of his messages, one of his uh, sermons that he would do on stage, and bringing it to the podcast, where I can selfishly interject where I'd like. <laughs> but if you want to, he he covers some of his story on this episode. But if you want to hear his full story and more from Pastor Keith, because I just think he's an, an inspiring guy and a powerful guy to listen to, and he's got a great message and has a great story. Go back to my two previous podcasts with him, episode two seventy two and episode 287. So it's 272 and 287. And you can hear two podcasts with Pastor Keith Deal after you hear this podcast, which is brought to you by Harlequin Pepper Yoga. That's right, baby. Harlequin Pepper Yoga on the Diamond in downtown Hollidaysburg. If you're from central Pennsylvania, you can swing in and check them out if you're from outside of the area and you're looking for great yoga. I love yoga, by the way. I don't really lift weight mu- weights much anymore. I used to be a, a more of a bodybuilder back in the day. Uh, I strictly do yoga now, and Harlequin, Harlequin Pepper Yoga is one of the best places in our area to go to for extreme relaxation, de-stressing, mindfulness, getting your body right. Uh, it's a vinyasa style of yoga based on functional movement and anatomical alignment. I think I'm saying those words right. Those are big words for me to say. They blend science, traditional yoga philosophy, and creative movement, which is appropriate for all levels of practitioners. Find your happy place. That's Harlequin Pepper Yoga, HPY. You can call them at 814-931-9815-3020, Allegheny Street, Hollidaysburg, and also to the Clay Cup. Sarah Vogel in the Clay Cup, 1304 11th Avenue, at the Clay Cup on Facebook and Instagram. They bring coffee and creativity together into one beautiful bundle if you're looking for a delicious place to get delicious drinks and have fun and have a great community atmosphere around you that place is the clay cup This is Rob Z Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Launchbox Studios, downtown Altoona, Rob Z Radio. Another edition with Pastor Keith, How to Deal. I love to call these How to Deal with how Pastor deal. Keith Deal. I like I, it. How to Deal with Life is what we talk about usually. You know, it's just getting yourself through. Yeah. Figuring things out. Figuring it out. And I feel like bringing you in here, you always bring some wisdom. You always bring uh, something that I, at least I walk away with and think, man, that was great information that was great content for my life hopefully for somebody else's life yeah so my thought was instead of me come instead of you coming in here me just asking you selfishly random questions that i want you to answer <laughs> i don't mind it though why not come in here and do your thing that, do my thing yeah like you know because uh so if people don't know you've been on twice i can go back to the past episodes but uh you've been on from the cwc the community worship center in tyrone yeah You've been the pastor there for how many years now? Five years. For five years. Yes. Uh, you've been growing it continuously. And uh, I think that when people, if, if somebody goes there and watches the live stream on your website or on the Facebook page, they understand what you do. They understand the impact that you're having. Uh, but if somebody doesn't know what you do and they, they're, they're like curious, like, what's Pastor Keith all about? Yeah. Like, why is Rob having him on his podcast? 
Yeah, I, I want to get. I want to give them the full sense of, of of who you are and and why your messages are so uh, impactful for the people who hear them. Sure, that was that was my thought. So yeah, and on, well, we can do that. And on, and also selfishly to have an audience of one for me <laughs> instead of sitting in a group of people, I'm the only one taking it in. It was, it was a twofold. Uh, I like reason it. for that. <laughs> well, let me say this. Thank you very much. It's always a, an honor and a privilege to be here with you and and to talk with you and your viewers and and your listeners and and, and all those things. So, uh, appreciate that for sure. It's always exciting to come in and hang out a little bit. Wisdom. I'm not sure about wisdom, but um, I do know I, I like to share just from life experience. You know, I tell people I'm not speaking ever from perfection. I'm speaking from experience of of doing hard things and and, and having hard times. And, you know, seeing how God has brought me through all those things. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, man, I'll uh, I'll do whatever. I, I like you directing it, too, though. That, that's nice, you know. Well, I'll do a little bit of directing, okay. but uh, not, not too much. <laughs> not too like, much. Yeah, though. I want to kind of a little bit more free form because, okay. yeah, I think the inspiring part is you have been through a lot, so you understand both ends of it, and you that makes it a little more easier to grasp for somebody else, right, who's sure. been through hard times to see that somebody came out on the other side and is – now completely on the other end of things and completely yeah. uh, a changed person. Yeah. And I love that part of it. Yeah, it's been an amazing journey. I mean, obviously, like you said, we we have, uh, my wife and I took over Community Worship Center in Tyrone uh, five years ago now. Actually, it's five years this January. Um, and uh, yeah, man, when we took it over, there was about 20 people there. Mm-hmm. And now we're averaging 280 on a Sunday. Uh, between two different connection times, uh, 9.30 and 11.15 on Sunday mornings. Um, but, yeah, it's been amazing to watch God grow it and, and use us um, to do that as well. And, yeah, man, we, we come from a, a, a place that was, was pretty hard, you know, in our lives. And um, especially me, um, you know, I had – man, I I'd grew up in a family that, that uh, struggled with drug addiction and alcoholism and, and all of those things. And so – my only reference point to life and how to cope with life's problems and issues and to deal with those things was to to turn to self-medicating in some sort of way and mm-hmm. and uh you know so when you grow up around that that just becomes what's normal you know what i mean and i, I know that there's several uh people um out there that deal with the same type of thing that's just normal because that's what they grew up in that's what they're around and it's it's easy to follow the patterns you, you know i studied systemic behaviors and uh it's, it's actually very fascinating is basically a, a systemic behavior is is you become what you are around yeah. you know your behaviors just kind of follow in line with whatever is you know you're used to being around all the time and so uh, it's real easy to fall into that and, and think that that's the way you cope with life and and handle mm-hmm. ups and downs and trials because life man has a has a, a way of beating us up yeah um even when we're trying to do the right thing sometimes the bad thing happens you know what i mean and yeah. so uh learning how to cope with that and uh, learning how to walk through that is, is um, one of the things that because of all the things I've been through in my life, uh, I've just um, I know what the reality is. If, if you know, you're, you're based on if your your foundation is found upon Jesus, then all this other stuff over here that, that happens, whatever that is, financial trouble, relationship troubles, all those things that, that come at us, um, they, they can only take us as far as our feet land. You know, you can't go any lower than your feet. Like you can't go any lower than the ground when we're standing here unless you grab your shovel and a, and a pick and go to work. But 
that's as low as you're going to go. And when you, you find Christ as your, your foundation, then, then those things can't shake you that hard because you know that he's right there with you, that he's sticking closer to you than a brother. And so, uh, but boy, until I learned that, man, it was a, it was a rough road uh, in and out of jail um, multiple times. Uh, I've spent right around three and a half years of my life in jail. Really? Uh, total. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, in and out. And, um, you know, the longest time I'd done it one time was 15 and a half months, multiple six-month uh, stints and, and all of that stuff because of the drugs because I fell into heroin addiction mm-hmm. um, from self-medicating from, you know, pr- prescription drugs, then went moved on to uh, heroin, and I was on heroin for eight years of my life, $300 a day Man. on heroin. And... Uh, robbing stealing doing whatever i had to do to get the money to get the fix and and so all that led to being locked up and and different things like that and, and that's so, it becomes a perpetual system that just happens over and over again well it does because then you're on probation and then you fail your you know probation your your drug tests and all that stuff and, and your just, friends are all in the game so it's just a, a vicious circle and like you, you were saying you know you when you the systemic part of it when you grow up in that environment you you don't know that that's not normal right? It, that's normal to you. That's what the people who are around you are doing. So to you, that's like what people do. You don't even know that people don't live like that. Exactly. Well, matter of fact, you don't even have a, a, a reference point that life can even be any different yeah. than that because that's just what you did. So literally jail time was looked at as a vacation basically because you could get away from, from that rough life, go really? away. Yeah. yeah. And you go away and you'd sleep and eat and you know, all that stuff and kind of get off the street for a little bit. And uh, so that's the way you actually viewed it. Like, oh, I'm just going to go take a vacation for a little bit. That's crazy. And go sit and And that's enjoy. like a lot of people who end up in the prison system keep cycling back through it again and again because they it becomes home in a way, I guess. It becomes a stable environment, I guess, compared to the outside yeah, world of chaos. At least there, there's boundaries. You know, one of the things I've learned in my life, I actually operate a whole lot better human beings op- operate a whole lot better when boundaries are set. Yeah. They just do. I mean, when we have no boundaries in life, then we don't, you know, there's no place of starting and stopping. And so, you know, but yeah. And, and so with that life came a whole lot of, of heartache and, and pain and, and, and all of those things. And, you know, it was, it was actually crazy. Um, it was around Christmas time in 2000, 2005, uh, right around that time that, uh, you know, the Lord actually showed up to me um, in, a, in a vision, actually in a dream, and, and said to me, uh, you know, enough's enough. And I, I got up and flushed all my drugs down the toilet and uh, then went to a faith-based uh, recovery program and um, gave my life to Jesus. And then just life completely just transformed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like I didn't have any struggles with with things from then on out and like my life is perfect now where I have no, um, you know, tough times or anything. It's true, but I I still do, but it's still nothing like it was, um, you know, not even close. I mean, you know, all the drugs and all that stuff has been passed, but there's still hard things that come up with finances or, you know, relationship being married, you know, you're married, you know, and then marriages aren't always perfect and Mm -hmm. got kids and, you know, a career and and all of that stuff. And so those are just daily things that that we've got to kind of work through and process through and learn from experience how not to make the same mistakes over and over. I always tell people, you know, uh, guys that I'm mentoring and discipling and uh, training, I I tell them, you know, mistakes aren't a bad thing Mm -hmm. as long as you learn from them. 
mistakes become bad when you don't learn from the mistake. Yeah, exactly. You know? And so, but with all of that, that life that I had led before, you know, um, because I didn't understand the receiving part of Jesus. I didn't understand that. I, I had thought, because I had a mom who, who uh, you know, went to church and all of that stuff and, and, and would try to make us go to church. And, but my dad, you know, didn't, didn't care about any of that. And so um, he partied all that stuff. And so <clears throat> I, I never understood the relationship aspect of receiving something from God. I only understood it as a, a God who was trying to dictate my life and I had to follow some rules and regulations in order to please him. Mm-hmm. And man, that that became very cumbersome. Um, I remember trying it, you know, at like twelve, you know, years old or something, trying like, "Hey, I gotta follow the Ten Commandments" type thing. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and, and and it became super cumbersome. Matter of fact, so much so that it pushed me the other way because I was like, I can't live the way these people are telling me I have to live. Like, yeah. And if I don't do that, God is not pleased with me. God doesn't love me. You know, that was the, and I'm not saying they exactly said that, but that was the feeling that I got yeah. um, from that, that, that type of, of uh, interaction between me and God. Like God was this angry being in the sky who was just waiting to pounce on me the moment <laughs> that I stepped out of line and trying to tote this so-called line of right and wrong. And, 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 it's actually not that at all. Um, this walk with Christ is, has nothing to do with that. And not that there isn't right and wrong. I'm not saying that. But right. it, that's not the main point. The main point is life versus death. And receiving life is what we get when we get to receive Jesus. And, and you know, and how to deal with life's issues um, all stems from that baseline of, of knowing that you are— uh, and right standing with God once you've received Christ. It's just a receiving, you know, of him. And so receiving the freedom, the joy, the forgiveness, and, and all of that stuff and the peace um, that he brings, it's just a receiving of him. How so, does that get lost so often for so many people, like even in a, in a church setting like that? The ideas that you're saying right there get lost, and the part that seems to command everything is he's angry and he wants you to to do what he's telling you to do, and if you don't, you're going to be in trouble. Because that's the part that steers a lot of people away. That, that scares you off because you're like, I can't live up to this. How am I going to live up to this? This is crazy. Yeah. And that just, and you realize like there's no way to, to, to constantly, I mean, I'm sure there is a way to, but it's very difficult to constantly follow that path and do, be doing everything that he needs you to do at all times. And when you realize that's not it, that kind of lifts the weight off, right? And that's like, wow, it's a different relationship. It's not the, it's not the, uh, teacher and student kind of thing where they're overruling you, but kind of together, working together to make yeah, it happen. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is, is you made a comment. I'm sure there is a way to do the right thing. No, there isn't. There's no way we're going to do the right thing all the time. It's just, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. I'm just picturing somebody who's totally enlightened and who's yeah, found the way. I've but, never met him, <laughs> right. you know, and I've met a lot of uh, preachers and, and who've live for Jesus for 70 years and they still make a ton of mistakes and just because the reality is this is that we are are, are human beings who are made out of, of dust mm-hmm. I mean it's just that simple uh, from the dust we came from the dust will return right and so we're, we're fallible people 
you know, and we're going to make mistakes. We're going to fail. We're going to do those things. Matter of fact, Scripture says this. Jesus says a righteous man falls seven times, but every time he gets back up, he calls a righteous man a person who falls over and over. The seven isn't the seven isn't the key in the, the, the Scripture. Like Jesus isn't trying to say, well, you can only fall seven times because a lot of people want to say that as well. Yeah. Uh, there's another passage where Jesus tells uh, Peter, he says, uh, Peter asks, how many times am I supposed to forgive my brother? He says 70 times seven. I mean, you actually hear people try to add that up and give a, a numeral number to how many times you need to forgive one another and, and to deal with each other when, we've, when we made mistakes. And Jesus is never numerically trying to set that um, tone of this is how many times you can only fall. No, he, he's, he's basically saying this, that, that everything that I have done is what causes you to be righteous. Period. So when you receive me, you have received righteousness, and, and I have become your righteousness in you. And so, you know, that's the point of this life. What, what's actually hilarious is in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, Jesus is, is getting ready to leave, right? He's getting ready to go to the cross and die for our sins and, and be uh, resurrected again and then going back to heaven. And he's sitting at the Last Supper, that famous supper that, that we've all seen pictures up on the wall, watercolor pictures, you know, um, of Jesus sitting there with the 12 disciples and John's laying on his chest. And um, at that supper, Jesus says to them, um, he, he says, the one who loves me obeys my commandments. And what's hilarious is he understands that none of us have the ability to obey his commandments. So, so it's very funny. And, and through that whole text, though, what, what people miss, so people want to take that portion of Scripture, right, preachers or whoever, and they want to hound that, right? They want to say, well, if you love Jesus, you would obey his commandments. Mm -hmm. Okay, I hear you, but I can't obey his commandments. I'm just a guy like there, there's I mean, I'm sorry, you know, and Jesus actually knows this and Jesus just is getting ready to tell them I'm leaving. I'm not even going to be here. I'm not going to be with you guys any longer. Right. So, so this is very funny because you, you've got to read the context of what's happening. Jesus is leaving. They haven't been able to obey his commandments to this point while he's been with them. Right. And then he says, if you love me, you obey my commandments. But even though up to this point, me walking right beside you for three and a half years, you haven't been able to do it yet, but now I'm going to tell you I'm leaving. Now I want you to do it. Yeah, it's like when your parents leave you in charge of your brother or sister and you have to babysit them. They know no. you're not going to do everything right. No. But they want to give you some guidelines to kind of hopefully you keep you in line. Yes. That you can fall back on if something goes wrong. Absolutely. And, and you know, have a safety net there yes, yeah. of, of, look, I'm going to love you no matter what. Okay, I'm going to love you. And so that's always the baseline. So the baseline of that whole text that Jesus talks from is love, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's literally love, understanding that we just need to receive God's love because God can't love you any more or any less no matter what point in your life. You know what I mean? It isn't like God loves me more than somebody else just because I'm a pastor. No, that's not true. It's not true at all. God loves every single one of us the exact same, and he can't love us more because of how good we do or love us less because of, you know, uh, the worse we do or, or whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. um, and so that that's the baseline that we always have to operate from is the love of God that is displayed through Christ Jesus at this time 
exactly this time because it's Christmas, mm-hmm. right? This is when God set forth his plan of redemption for the entire world of all of humanity started now, right? Like this is when he ushered it in and that's what we celebrate, you know, and, and of course people say, well, it's not the exact time. Okay, whatever. It, it's, it's the symbolism of it. It symbolizes God, the father sending his son, Jesus, to live as a man, to, to redeem his creation back to him. And so that's exactly what we are in. And what we've got to learn to receive in this thing is the relationship and the love in Christ Jesus. And once we do that, it would be almost like this. If uh, your wife, right, if, if she does something wrong, it's not like you're like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. No, it's not, or your son, better yet, your son. Could you imagine? I mean, how many times does Max mess up? Yeah. You know what I mean? Constantly, yeah. But yeah. Just my kids, like everybody does. My, yeah. yeah, exactly. My kids do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And what, what am I going to do? Oh, you're out. Yeah, done okay, with you. Done. Too too late. <laughs> you you left the toy out right on the floor. I told you ten times to pick that up. Right, oh, you're finished. I'm done. I don't love you no more. I'm done. Yeah, that's just the same way God looks at us. Like it's, it's not about how many times we we mess it up or or anything like that or being able to tote a line for Him. It's about receiving all that He is in us and realizing that we need Him because the important part is to understand that we need Him. Mm-hmm. Other than that, man, I, I mean. It becomes it becomes noise after that. Like if if you understand that your need rests in Christ, right? Then man, you, you you'll be fine. You'll right. be fine. It's a simple simple a simple message we make incredibly complicated. Super simple. I mean, the simplicity of Jesus is amazing. Like, just it, it's he's simply all that we need, literally. Because he, he like if you go through Scripture, which I'm not going to do it, but because uh, I'd be here a long time, but. Um, if I named off all the names of Jesus and what he provides for all of us, he's everything we need in every season that we need. That's the simplicity of him. Mm-hmm. And the supremacy of him is that he is everything that we need all in one, you know. And so, um, yeah, well, but realizing that. I hear like, you know, you're supposed to follow Jesus follow God like you would have followed your parents when you were little. Like, look at Jesus as you're a child, and and you follow him in a childlike fashion. Believe in a childlike fashion, like where there's no questioning it. It's true. Just just follow it. And um, I, I like I like the idea of that because that makes sense to me because when, whenever you start getting into the thick of what's what's real and what's not correct in the Bible and when was it written and how was it written and what did it mean it's like those those all those things are just like human convolutions of what the actual real message is what the point of it is and the point is just of following him and being good being a, a good person and following in, in his word and I feel like we make it so messy when it's so simple, which, which humans always tend to do. Yes, we do. But I guess when, when somebody wants to be in a position of, of power or authority or whatever it might be, it needs to be more complicated so they can have some sort of... Leverage over you. Yeah, the leverage part of it sure. is, is the big part. But when you break it down, it's a simple concept. It is a simple concept, and it's actually really good what you said there um, because we do make it so much more than it needs to be made about it. Um, this walk with Christ in this life. It, it, we really do. It, it's like this in churches. Um, when you're in the, in, for lack of a better term, a pastor's circle, right? And you're sitting with, with a bunch of preachers, and, and uh, which is quite funny. I wish you could be a fly on the wall with some of those meetings. Uh, it's, it's wild. But um, they, so some will, will be like, well, what do you stand for as far as, you know, 
and they talk about sin like they want to talk about sin all the time you mm-hmm. know like whether or not somebody you know what you support and what you don't support right uh whether you support lgbtq or whether you support da da da, da name whatever you, you yeah, want to name the, the trigger points in, whatever. in politics yes like they always exactly. pop up yeah so so whatever those those um you know, conversations hold or arguments hold. They want to know what side of the line you fall on. Like I've had people ask me literally what, what you know, where do you lie on the, the, the side of homosexuality versus da da da, right? And, and I always yeah. say this, listen, I'm not concerned with the person saying, I'm concerned with getting to know the person. Yeah. Let's do that first before I start pointing out Rob's faults right. and his stuff. Don't point me out here, man. But you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> or, or you point my stuff out. Let's get to know each other first yeah. and see who we are, and then we can build a relationship with one another. And then maybe you could say, hey, Keith, you know, maybe that wouldn't be probably the smartest thing to do, do a 90-mile-an-hour in a 25-kid zone. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. being stu- silly. But, but like, it's like an innocent until proven guilty kind man, of thing. Man, let's, let's get to know each other. You know, let, let's yeah. talk. Let me see who you are before I start judging what you've done. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I think, and it's the same way with Christ, man. Christ already took on the judgment and the wrath of God. Literally, it says in Scripture, it tells us that that he satisfied the wrath of God. And because of that, no longer is God looking to pour wrath on, on mankind. You know, you, you see these tragedies happen in the world, you know, earthquakes or fires or whatever. And I've heard christians say some stupid stuff man and say that's god's wrath no god's wrath was satisfied on the cross at calvary right now we're living in the age of grace Mm -hmm. jesus came to give us grace right and came to give us life and life more abundantly he didn't come to burn everything up like um i'm not saying that there won't be a day of judgment and all that but but right now is not that time right now is the time of, of of grace because god is the good and the evil He's both, right? Is it, is it all in one? Is that how you feel about it? Or how no, God, that... there's no evil in God. None at all. So, so, the, oh, so the good and the bad, though, like how, from what I've learned, or from what I'm try, how I try to understand it is like, mm-hmm. he is both things, but they're all encompassing in the... So God has, so, so scripture says that, that in God, the fullness of... Okay, it says, in, actually, James chapter 1, it talks about how every good gift comes from God, mm-hmm. with whom there's no variation or shadow due to change. Basically saying this, that God is nothing but good. Okay. There's nothing from him that's evil, bad, nothing. Everything from God is good because he's a good father. Mm-hmm. And and when we operate from that place, then then we understand the the... The reality is, is that we're in good standing with God. If we've received Jesus, whether we we mess up, whether we whatever, it it that's that's a mood point. That ain't the focal point. The focal point is, is that Christ is is living in us because we've received Him. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as God being good and evil, there's no evil in God. Period. So then, where does the the earthquakes, the, anything you can think of that's bad? Yeah, how that's do you, sin. How do you define that? It's sin. That's sin. So sin, when sin came in into the world through Adam and Eve, right? What it did was it messed up the order of, of what God had created. Okay. Because sin sin brings death, right? The wages of sin is death. And because of that, we have sickness, we have disease, we have earthquakes, we have phenomenons that we can't all explain, but we know that it comes from sin. And, and a lot of times what we like to do, even Christians like to tag a, a responsibility or a tag an assignment to God instead of so so we, we we actually end up making god look less good than make him look less powerful it's kind of funny because 
and this is just now this is my theory okay this isn't scripture right here i'm just going to give you theory now principle that was brought about reading scripture but it's not in the bible per se okay just so i make that clear that i'm going to give you a theory of mine god so so scripture says this that the prince of the power of the air is at work right now talking about the enemy talking about satan the devil right mm-hmm. And and it says in another place, it says that that the God of this age has blinded the eyes of the believers, right? Talking about Satan blinding our eyes with temptations and whatever else, right? So, so my theory is with that being said, God is so powerful that for a time he limited his own power. Mm. Now that's power. So if I come in, let's say, you know, I, you know, I don't know, whatever, I have the authority to, to shut your you know podcast down and i but but i choose to limit my authority to allow you just to do whatever you you know you feel you need to do that's actual power to be able to say hey listen i'm gonna back off let them have free reign let them make their choices during this time that's exactly what god's done during this time is is he's limited his own self because he could he could come and do whatever he wanted but he's limited himself and said okay i'm gonna give my people my creation free range you know, free reign to do whatever they, they want to do, make their own choices, figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be right here with them as a safety net, as a, as a you know, to be, you know, to guide them whenever they, they, they want and, and uh, be there for them and love them through it all, no matter what, as long as we receive that from him. And so that's, that's my, you know, through reading scripture and, and understanding who God is after these years, all these years serving him, um, I know that to be true, and the reason I know it to be true is because of the life I came from. Because if anybody deserved a natural disaster to happen to him, it would have been me mm-hmm. uh, before Christ. And, and and God never gave up on me. He didn't leave me in that. And, and when I gave my life and received him, there was this um, incredible life that birthed forth in me that I was like, man, there's actually... I can succeed in this life. Like, I don't have to continue to live that way any longer. I don't have to continue to go in and out of jail and do drugs and, and hurt people and, and all of those things. I don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And and it was such a freeing thing, and it no longer was about toting a line of God punishing me when I stepped out of line. It was more of like, hey, like you said, like a child receiving a gift, um, you know, understanding, man, my father loves me no matter what I do. I'm just got to receive him and, and and know that he's got my back. Um, no matter what happens, he's with me. And that's a that's an awful freeing point. You know, our kids find security in the fact that mom and dad are there. Yeah. Right? I mean, they find complete security. I mean, they know. I mean, they'll jump off of tables at you because they're secure in that you're going to catch them. Yeah. It's the same way with our Heavenly Father, man. He's going to catch us. And he's know? more faithful than any parent ever could be. Yeah, matter of fact, he, Jesus says this, you who are evil, basically saying you who really don't know how to live for God, know how to give your children good gifts. How much more will your heavenly Father give you a good gift if you just ask him and receive it? Mm-hmm. That's literally what he says, talking about asking and receiving, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, understanding that, that we just we receive the goodness of God, the love of God, um, is an amazing weight that was lifted off my shoulders anyway that i that i no longer had to do this thing based off of my goodness but it was based off of his goodness that lives in me that's it mm-hmm. you know and when i mess up you know in life hey god's right there and in the power of the blood of jesus covers all that stuff and and i don't have to sit and remain in shame or guilt or condemnation because i you know 
whatever, whatever, said something I shouldn't have or yelled at somebody when I shouldn't have or, you know, we don't have to stay in that in that place, you know, of, of because of what Christ has done. We've received the forgiveness. And that's a very freeing feeling. Very, it, 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 it opens you up to many possibilities because you're not chained down to these roles. Right? It really does. You're not held back. Yeah. Or you don't feel like you're held back, I guess, because... And you're not. You can do what you feel like you need to do. And I guess the, the further you get, let me ask you this, because like yeah. as, as I'm in it, just relatively new and you've been in it for a long time, like the further you get into it, how, how much, how much more free do you feel now than you felt at the beginning? And like, how does that change your perspective on your life and on just your daily interactions with people and like your daily attitude towards your life? Yeah, that's a good question. I, you know, cause I always have people ask me this. They ask me, um, man, isn't your life boring now? And I'm like, and I understand what they're saying. They're saying you don't party anymore. You don't get high, all that stuff, right? I'm like, well, well, the thing is, is I guess if that's what I wanted to do, maybe I guess I might think it's boring. I don't know because I don't even want that stuff. It's right. not even something I think about. So you know what I'm saying? Like, cause it's interesting that the, the longer you live for Jesus, the more free you become to live for Jesus. It's a really interesting concept, right? Because what happens is, is the more free you become living for him, Mm -hmm. the more you want to live with him. And so the more you want to spend time in your word, the more you want to be on your knees, the more you want to worship him, the more you want to spend time with him. Like all that stuff just, it just happens. Like it's not something that you have to conjure up um, to do. And, And so the longer I live for him, my wants and my desires change mm-hmm. they're no longer the same that they were because because god only wants the best for us he created us to have the best but what happens is is we take the counterfeit we take the you know um the shortcut or whatever the case may be and we are actually um not living in the fullness that he created us to live in and so the longer i live for the lord and believe me i haven't reached or achieved anything yet but um i'm definitely nowhere you know what i used to be um and but the longer i live for him and yeah the 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 more i view view life i guess through his lens of man you know people are people are amazing they really are to, to, to be with people and to, to hear their stories, you know, get to know people and, and see how God's created each one of us completely different is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and to be able to share the, the, the gospel with people of man, listen, you know, it's so freeing to be able to get up in the morning and not have to, to, to think you, you have to walk according to something. Yeah. You know, like Johnny Cash walk the line movie. Like, you don't have to wake up thinking that you just wake up and say, Lord, good morning. You know, be with me. Thank you for being with me and going about your day. Like you don't have to, to, to think of, of a checklist of what not to do, but right. rather what you can do. Like, you know what I mean? Cause, cause people want to always list what you can't do. Yeah. You know, that's what, that's always the first thing people go to with me. Matter of fact, I had a guy come up to me a couple weeks ago after church and, and he, and he had said to me, well, I can't go to heaven because of you know his lifestyle or whatever and i said i said really i said okay well we'll elaborate on that and he began to tell me his his story and and of course it was it was rough i mean it was nowhere more rough than mine and and i was like man you know all of that bondage can leave if you just receive jesus 
yeah, but what if I don't stop this stuff? I said, yeah, let's not worry about that right now. Let's not worry about that. Let's not even talk about that. Because once you receive Christ, I'm telling you, there comes this freedom of the truth that starts to take place where you'll just find, you just won't no longer want it anymore. It just won't happen. And mm-hmm. so the Lord, because the, the, the scripture says that the, the love of Christ compels thee, right? In other words, when you start to understand this love that's so extravagant and so amazing, it'll compel you to want to be with him. It'll just compel you. Like you're just pulled to it. You're drawn to it, you right. know, uh, almost like a moth to the flame for a lack of a better analogy. But you're just drawn to Christ then. And it's it's no longer about trying to, you know, press through to get there. You're just, man, you're just naturally drawn to him. And it's amazing. Those it's other amazing. those things start to fall away. They start know, to fade the, away. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. And that's... That's that. That's a very good point. The way he said that is the way a lot of people think about that. That's the way I, I would think about it. Because it's like, well, I haven't stopped doing this, and I haven't stopped doing that yet. And I know if I stop doing this, I'll be better off. And I, so you kind of have this checklist of things you got to do before you're going to be cool, before right. it's going to be all right, before you're going to be accepted. And then when you realize, oh, I can work through these things through Christ's help, yes, through His help, through knowing that He's living within me, He's within all of us. He's He is everything god is everything and it's 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 love and it's everywhere that you go it exists so if you just understand that and 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 keep that in mind those things that seem like a huge mountain to climb over kind of just start to dissipate they start to disappear and you don't you don't even think about them as much anymore and i ask that a lot whenever i'm whenever i'm doing prayer i I ask like kind of take those things away from me like out of my brain like where i'm just not replaying them over and over again i'm not thinking about them over and over again uh just yeah, I, I don't know exactly how from person to person you uh make that happen whether you're doing it in prayer or you just do it throughout your life by the, just the way you act and, and treat people but you know a, as you begin to accept the fact that you're going to be screwing up and that things are not going to just snap and break away like that then it becomes less of a pressure on those things and they they tend to go away as time goes on and as your as the, your faith gets stronger they get weaker yeah just that's very good that's true themselves. well well it's the biggest lie of the enemy to tell people like you got to clean yourself up to come to christ like you need to clean yourself because it's impossible to do we can't do it on our own that's why jesus came right and, and lived amongst us for for 33 years a perfect life and died because we couldn't do it and mm. so he did it for us and now all we do is receive him and 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 that's the thing man really receiving um who he is by faith if you know um is is the key that's the key of it we actually talked about that on sunday at church you know receiving a gift like a child like you just said a little bit ago uh, because man when, when i think about a child receiving a gift man it's everything to them you know what i mean like that 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 gift that they're getting is is so um it's just so awesome, right? It's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I got whatever it is they, they wanted, you know, a Nintendo game or whatever. And, you know, it's the same way with Christ with us. You know, we, we need to receive the kingdom of God like a child. In other words, receive him like he's everything that we need and, and understand that he is and that he'll meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory and that he's with us no matter what we go through, no matter where we are in life, and no matter how many times we fall, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. That's scripture. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And and to understand that, man, is such a, man, it just feels good because I don't have to, to know all the answers. I don't have to figure everything out. I don't have to. 
you know? And yeah. so that, that to me is freeing. I, I don't know if that's freeing to anybody else, but it is to me. <laughs> I think, I, I believe it is because that means that you're okay where you're at right now. You're not, you don't have to keep striving to, I mean, of course you should keep striving to be better, right? Well, well yeah. That's I think, not the idea. But the point yeah. is that like, you don't have to constantly be worrying about it. You don't have right. to be like, Good. be like a weight that you, you carry around. You don't have to around. be anxious about it. You know, like, oh, man, today I got to get... No, man, today just follow him, you know? Lean on him. Lean into him. You know, Scripture says this, John 3.16, which many people have it tattooed on them. I think Tim Tebow wrote it. Um, but uh, John 3.16, it says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him, right, whoever receives him um, like a child... Uh, will will never perish but have eternal life for God so loved the world like he has this so love that's so extravagant that's so overwhelming that's so encompassing and enveloping that it envelops every wrong we make every wrong step we take it just it just completely covers all of that mm-hmm. love covers a multitude of sin right and so his love his perfect love casts out all fear it covers a multitude of sin all we have to do is receive it because if you don't receive the gift, you don't receive the love, you're not going to benefit from it. It'd be like if I came in here with a with a Christmas present for you, but you didn't receive it and didn't open it, you wouldn't get the benefits of what I got you. It's the same exact thing with mm-hmm. God. I'm, I mean, I'm using an illustration that's simple just so we can kind of wrap our minds around it, man. You know, if we don't open the gift that God has for us, we're not going to benefit from it. And and that's the thing, man, because Jesus sticks right with us no matter what we go through in life. It's amazing. I'm curious, what do you say to people like who, somebody who's listening to this who doesn't buy it at all? They're like, this sure. is a bunch of mumbo jumbo. Sure. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are, because I would have heard this at one point in time and been like, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Now it's starting to make sense to me. So I'm like, oh, okay. This stuff I've been hearing all my life actually there is a lot behind it. There's a lot of power behind it. There's a lot of truth behind it. What do you say to those people? Well, to those people, I, you know, I, it's funny because I was one time, I'll share a quick story with you. And that was you at one point too. Yeah, it absolutely was. Um, I, I was in a, I was at the gym and a personal trainer there. Uh, you know, he was a, um, I don't know. I think he was. I think he had his doctorate in science or something like that. Now, did God give you the strength to bench like three fifty, or what were you lifting? Oh, six hundred. Just <laughs> yeah. You know I mean, I mean, I mean, you don't get you don't get biceps like he's right. You know I mean? You're on the preacher curl. <laughs> oh my lord! You only use the preacher curl. I imagine that's, that's it. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't curl much anything else anymore. But that's funny. Um, no, he. So anyway, him and I were talking, and and he he said the exact same thing. He was like, well, what are you talking about, man? He's like, that that sounds crazy. And, and it was funny because, um, so I actually began to pray because he was way smarter than I ever thought of being. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had his PhD or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was a smart dude. And and so I started praying. I was like, Lord, help me, you know, to, to just minister. Because I, I, my only point is, is I want people to know Jesus just because of how freeing he is. Like, right. that's my whole thing. Like, he's just, I'm just going to offer you life. Like, you're not re- faking it. You've felt it. Oh, my god! And you gosh. want some other people to feel it. I've lived it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, and, and so the Lord told me, he said, you minister to people and you show them your life. That speaks volumes about who I am. And so I began to share with the guy, you know, listen, I was a drug addict. I was a heroin addict for eight years. I was on drugs for 15 years of my life. And and literally God came and took it. I mean, I tried everything, Rob. 
literally everything. I mean, I went to my parents paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars sending me to all the best drug programs in the U.S. Mm -hmm. You know, none of it stuck. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get off of it. I just couldn't because I had no power to get off of it, and they had no power to get me off of it either. Uh, they couldn't give me what they didn't have, and what they didn't have was Christ. And because of that, I couldn't get free from it because I had a real issue, man. I mean, I needed, I needed a complete transformation. I didn't need. Uh, I didn't need self-help book. Not that I'm saying self-help program. I didn't or need something. that. I needed something bigger than that. I needed something yeah. to come in and take it from me. Right. And that's exactly what God did. I mean, literally took heroin from me, and I no longer wanted it. I was done. Thank you, Jesus. Like you know. Yeah. And so that that's my story. I mean, I walked it, and you can ask my wife. She was with me through it. You can ask my old friends who now watch me preach on Sunday mornings, and I'm a pastor. They can't believe it. You know, because they were locked up with me, did drugs with me, all that stuff. And and I'm, you know, completely transformed. I mean, God completely transformed me. Now you wouldn't even, I've had a ton of people actually say to me, like, you know, no, you really weren't addicted to, to drugs. I'm like, yeah, really bad, actually. I mean, so bad that I would have abscess all over my arms, big abscess. I mean, 125 pounds and just, I was dying. Yeah. You know, I was dying. It's yeah. that simple. And God took it. And in and, and the power of Christ did that, you know, wasn't my power, it wasn't some other buddy's power. I mean, it was, it was the Lord. And so, you know, that's the only thing I would say to them is, listen, man, I'm just trying to tell you from my experience, you know, you, you have to experience on your own, but, but hear what I'm saying. And then I would encourage you to come down and check out, come into church mm -hmm. and feel the presence of God. You'll feel it. Mm -hmm. You'll feel him. I mean, you, you've been there, you know, to sense God's presence and, and, and know that he's real, you mm -hmm. know, because you've been in that atmosphere. You've been around it to, to experience it yourself. Um, so that way, when I'm talking to you about it, you're like, you have a reference point. Yeah. You literally can be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what he's saying because I felt this. I felt that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so. Um, I think the craziest part is, too, at least in, in my book, I've. I've I've definitely felt it in church, but I've almost felt it more in my own private prayer. That's good. Like that's when I when I really get a good sense of what it feels like inside of me. Because I'm the kind of person if there's people around me, maybe not let myself be completely who I am, or sure. let myself completely go. My right. wife, my wife on the other hand has no issue with those sorts of things. She's perfectly right. fine. But me, like I, whenever I'm by myself and I'm. I'm praying and I'm just, you know, it's like a prayer slash meditation. It's all kind of tied together. And those are the times I have the best. I'll get like a, I'll get like a, sometimes I'll get like this body buzz. It's like a full body kind of like a hum. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is, this is something. Like there's something there. It's not like I'm creating this thing in my own mind. It's not like I tried to do this. It's like just from focusing on gratitude, focusing on, just thanking, just a lot of thankfulness and a lot of asking questions and yeah. just going through my life and, uh, you know, being thankful to th for the things that I do have, but also asking help on the things that aren't exactly fantastic that yeah. I'd like to have be better or have people and have their lives be improved. And that's whenever I get the really, really strong feelings inside of me that I'm like, wow, that's something I've never experienced before in my life. And I've never I would never be able to like fully articulate what the feeling is yeah. because it's like your own personal thing. And I think everybody's is probably different. Yeah. I think it's hard to explain a spiritual um, encounter 
through a, a, a physical speech. You know what Our I'm saying? Like a natural. It. it can't it can't explain it. And my, my my only thing with people who would be saying, you know, well, it's all mumbo jumbo type stuff. I, my simply thing is this. Okay, well, then I tell you what. Be vulnerable for five minutes with God. Just be vulnerable for five minutes. Just say, Lord, if you're real, let me feel you. Mm-hmm. And be sincere. Now, you know, Lord, you know, with your arms crossed and, and you're, you know, you're mad that you're going to do it. No, no, be sincere. Just be like, hey, Lord, you know, I, I want to feel who you are. Why don't you show me? And I will guarantee you he will. I won't. I will guarantee it. 100% guarantee that if you open yourself up and be vulnerable to Jesus and just simply say, Jesus, I want to feel you. I will guarantee you will. And then all of a sudden you'll start to, to say, huh, well, maybe... Maybe they knew what they were talking about. Maybe they, there, maybe there's something to this thing. Let me explore it a little more. Let me, because listen, I'm not telling you to throw your inhibitions to the wind and just come and follow after what I'm saying. I'm saying experience for yourself. Yeah. Experience it yourself. Investigate him yourself. You know, Jesus is the most well-documented story in all of history. Mm-hmm. You, you can't find a better documented story than Christ. Yeah. You can't. It's impossible. You can read all the history books you want. The, the, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus is the most founded um, text in history. I mean, 500 people witnessed him after he died and rose again. 500. Nowadays, you need two people. Right. And it's done. You know what I mean? Like, it's, oh, that's, it's, it's real. It's true because them two people said it. 500 all recounted exactly what he, who he looked like, who he was, everything. Seen him. So... They were there at the at the death, at the burial, and at the resurrection. A lot mm-hmm. of them. So, it's and that the was the fake one. news, though. People would be like, "That's fake news." I don't know. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm buying those guys or not? <laughs> Things are so convoluted anymore. Yeah, you can uh, see it true. with your own two eyes, and you'd be like, it's, "I don't know." No, I'm not sure. <laughs> Everybody's skeptical, and that's another plan so of the enemy. Skepticism. Listen, I, I'm, I'm skeptical of a lot of things as well. Listen, I was skeptical of the Lord too until God come into my life. I was. I'll just be honest. I'm a skeptical human being. I'm not real easily won over by things like i i've got to be i am super um i enjoy a good conspiracy theory yeah i like conspiracy so i love too. like this the skepticism and, and the suspense behind it yeah I, I dig that too i you know but until the lord touched me man i you know i would have said the exact same thing like oh whatever man you're, you're just being you're being crazy until god t- touched me when i was ready when i received it i mean i got you got to receive him i mean it's not and that's you why know. you're talking about this today because you actually have to let yourself open up open up and honestly if you're somebody who doesn't like being vulnerable if that's like you, you lived your life very standoffish which i did live most of my life yeah me too it takes some practice it does really I mean, you say you sit down for five minutes and 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 let yourself be vulnerable and receive him. Some people can't physically do that. They have so many, so many walls up. Sure. That it's so hard. So for some people, I think it might take doing that on a daily basis. Sit down and take a couple minutes of your day. All it is is, I usually take fifteen to twenty minutes of my day at the beginning of the day, and I, I devote that time to trying to connect, to trying to be vulnerable, and just let let it come through and hit me. And um. You know, at first I didn't, I'll be honest with you. The first like several times I was like, I'm not really getting anything out of this. And I would, and then, and then in, in your mind, you start to create all of the reasons as to why. And like, this is a waste of time and this is ridiculous. And you, whenever you read in the Bible or you read like people talking about being 
uh, intimate with Jesus. It's like, what is that? Ooh, what does that mean? It feels That's dirty. Funny. It's like, what is that? Like, what are you talking cause about? Because the word intimacy is always connected with, with sex. With sex. Yeah, it's just like one and the it's same, not but that's not what it means. At all. Not even close. So whenever you read that and you have the wrong idea of what the word means, you're like, well, how do you... What does that mean? Yeah. That just sounds gross. I don't know how to. I don't know how to put that all it's together. True. But true. then when you figure it out a little bit, and you're like, oh, it doesn't mean sex. It means like just being one with, right? Yes, Is that yes. That's exactly exactly right. Listen, I'm intimate with my wife, not because her and I have sex 24 hours a day. Right. That would be heaven for me. <laughs> but you would get nothing done. I would, and and I, I'd be completely fine with that. Her, probably not so much. She yeah. might not be so fine with it, but. Right. No, we're intimate because we're one and we, we love each other, not because we have sex all the time, but because we, we have a connection with t- together, that we're literally one flesh now, and, and she's my best friend in the entire world, and we love to do life together, and so we're super intimate. She knows more about me than anybody in the entire world knows about me, besides Jesus. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's the same type of, type of relationship with Christ, you know, about being intimate with him. That, that was really good. Well, one thing, let me, let me bring you, but let me switch the roles here. Let me ask you a question. Oh, I'm excited. Yes, yeah, nice. But you remember the first time you came to CWC, mm-hmm. and d- did you have an experience at that time? Had I no, I don't think I had yet. Um, I wanted to feel something. I guess I don't know if I consciously thought that, but I, obviously I was gravitating towards something. I was trying to find something new or trying to realize something that I had never realized before. And that there was more to life than what was happening yeah and whenever i and i told you this before i think the first podcast we did together i went in there and everybody has like people have their eyes closed and they're just like letting themselves go and i'm like this isn't real like, this is, <laughs> these people are they're putting I on love it they're putting on a show like, like this is ridiculous they're crazy but at the same time i was like maybe they're not putting on a show maybe i just don't get it and you have to that and that's vulnerability saying i don't get it maybe i don't understand right maybe it doesn't make any sense and doesn't doesn't need to make any sense Maybe you just need to let yourself be open and you'll figure it out. It'll finally click. But did you feel like there was something different? In me? Like, no, just in the in the atmosphere there, period. Just like Oh, for sure. In yeah. The, you know what I mean? Like that kept you because I think it when you and good. I talked before, right, like you had said n- not so much maybe that you encountered God per se, but you, you came in and it was different. Like, man, this is different. And it caused you to maybe question like hmm maybe there's something to this this is weird maybe a little bit whatever you know all the different emotions and thoughts that go through your mind you just start judging automatically and then you judge yourself and then well, you sure. start just analyzing everything and and nini's the, my wife's the same way as i am we're the same in, in, the, in that mindset we love conspiracy theories we love to <laughs> analyze things i love it i can be a little more uh aloof to situations she, she's usually pretty on point uh but so we were kind of in the same boat and she's the same as I am. Is like she wants to believe, and she's always loved church. And she, not me, on the other hand, I was always kind of bored by it. Um, but she always really loved it and enjoyed it. So she was already kind of connected, but she still didn't understand. And, and neither one of us fully yet fully understand. Um, but like I think when one of us gets a little bit further ahead, we drag the other one up, and we kind of play catch That's up good. back and forth. Yeah. Um, I think the best thing for me. Okay, this is this is the best example I have. Is Nini and I will treat each other. Totally differently in church than we would at any other time during the week. And I said this to her last week. Like when we're in church, we're always hand in hand, my hands on her leg, her arms around me, my arms around her. We're very connected. Yeah. 
then outside of the church, we like I could put my arm around her and she's like, Ugh, no, I don't want to. Or like, I don't want to touch right now. Or we're sitting on the couch together and we don't touch each other for hours, you know, watching TV or space. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I said to her, I'm like, why, what happens in church that causes us to be so close to one another? When we, if we, we were sitting just like this, watching a TV show of you doing your thing, if you were on stage on the TV preaching, I'd be like, we might not even like, we wouldn't connect as much, right? We wouldn't because right. we weren't in the environment. And she's like, I don't know. That is, that's a good point because we become so much closer together. We have so much love for one another and for Max and for like everybody there while we're there. We leave. We have that. You had that good feeling. It's kind of a buzz. And, and you, that, that, that sticks with you for a little while. And then, you know, the next couple of days it kind of dissipates. And then when you go back to church again, it like revives it again. It again. And like, how can we, how can we hold on to that all the time? I want, I want that yeah. feeling that we have in there, the connection we have in there all the time. And I think for me, that was the, uh, that, that's the, when I can really notice the difference in how going into that setting makes me feel. Yeah, and I imagine good. praying together, which Nini and I have a couple of times, but not enough to make like a, a connection together in praying. Mm-hmm. So I, I imagine if we did that on a continuous basis, that would recharge that feeling over and over again. It does help for sure. Um, to pray with one another, um, you know, there's a there's a cliche: couples who who pray together stay together. Yeah, um, and, and it's, it is true. It is true. Statistics actually show it. But yeah, it it's interesting. And here's so I do a lot of marriage counseling, right? And there's this this chart that that I have, um, and it has like it's a pyramid chart, right? And and like both like say. You know, the husband's here and the wife's here at the bottom of the, of the triangle. And as you work your way up and it has different things on the inside of this, you know, triangle, like different blocks and says something like, you know, I don't know, uh, encouraging word. Um, you know what I mean? Like uh, uh, quality time or whatever. And, and it keeps going. I don't even know by heart. I probably should know that. But um, and as you keep going up, God is at the top of this pyramid. Mm hmm. And, and what the idea behind it is, is when you both are heading towards him, you automatically come closer together. You align. You align with one another because you're headed towards him. And God unifies everything and everyone that comes to him. Yeah. Right. So as you're heading towards him, you're both just just naturally because he's in one place. It's you know what I mean? So so you're, you're unified in, in what you're doing together at that time, just like every one of us in church together. We're all there for one purpose. To know Jesus more, like that's why we're there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And because of that, then all of a sudden you feel this almost strange connection to one another. Like you know what I mean? Like it's 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 a very interesting thing how God does that. You know, yeah. He brings the community unity in the community that you're in. Um, it's pretty cool how the Lord does it. It is important to have a good facilitator. Like you're a great facilitator for that. No, oh, if I you go to a it. church that doesn't have such a as good of a facilitator. It might make it more difficult, I guess. I think, I think you know, I think each one of us are gifted by God in certain ways. And I think the people who come to CWC are going to be, they're going to like the way, you know, perhaps I facilitate or I speak or whatever the case may be, or our worship, um, because that's that's the way they hear better. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they can perceive it or receive it better and because just, of the way I put it, maybe. And in your personality, you, you take it. You don't take it lightly, but you do. You're lighthearted about it. You crack jokes. You have fun with it. It's not like this very serious, strict thing, which Nini and I both, that's another part that we love is we're not, we don't like being serious that often. We like to have fun. We like to goof around. Yeah. And I hate, I always hated the thought of like, oh, I have to be like 
when you see, I, I'm just in my mind picturing somebody, but you see that person who's like fully engulfed in, in God and they, they preach and everything and they're very serious in it and they're very, you know, real about it and they can't make a joke about it because this is the real deal. And it, yeah, I, 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 I never liked that part of it. Yeah, I, you know, there's definitely, you know, there's a seriousness and I know that's not what you're saying. But if you can't have fun with Jesus, I don't know what we're doing because it's the greatest news in planet Earth. And, and, and for me to always have a scowl on my face preaching the good news, that doesn't line up very well, does it? Yeah, I want at people and pointing at them. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, that, oh, yeah, that doesn't sure. line up. I mean, I'm just saying I, I want things to line up. So, man, I'm, I'm happy and excited because I have good news, man. Like yeah. you don't have to live if you're struggling. You don't have to. If you're, if you're you know, down and depressed and hurting, you don't have to. Yeah. I mean, I've got good news for you. Like there, there's one who will pull you out of all that. Why wouldn't I smile and say that? Make a little jokes about things to get people loosened up in the in the in the place and you know i think one of the things because one of the things i pray for all the time when i'm talking to the lord is is lord help me to bring your message to people in a way that that speaks to them directly you know whether or not they've been saved 30 years or they're not saved at all they never heard of jesus whatever because there's a wide range on a sunday morning you know 230 adults or whatever to preach to them, I've got some people in there that's been saved 50 years, that's known Jesus 50 years, and I got other people who don't know Jesus at all, don't even know they're just there because their their uh, aunt drug them to church. You know right. what I mean? And so how do I how do I engage all of that spectrum? Um, and Lord, help me to make it simple because, like I, I said this on Sunday, the simplicity of Jesus. Um, if we receive the simplicity of Jesus, we'll walk in the supremacy of Jesus. Um, meaning this, that he's everything we need in every season. And the supremacy is he's everything we need in every season. Keep this thing simple. Like we, we don't have to take 50 steps to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. We can take one. And his name is Christ Jesus, right? So, you know, I think, but yeah, I think that we're all gifted in a way. And some people do like that more serious thing. I've had people come in to actually, you know, yell at me. Really? Oh, yeah. Tell me that I'm not, you know, uh, the lighting, you know, how because how we do church, we've got stage lighting and we got, you know, sometimes we even got a hazer that hazes in there. And That's got... funny that that would play into what the what's how it's impacting them. Yeah, I had somebody actually come up to me and, and tell me uh, it looks more like a club in here than it, than it does a church. And I said, cool. Yeah, and they they were really thrown off by my answer because I literally said, "Oh, cool." Yeah, you know I mean, and 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 they go, "What do you mean, cool?" I said, "Well, let me put it this way." I said, I, "I don't know." I said, "Maybe you like the traditional church, and that's fine. Praise God, God bless you. Go there then." Yeah, because this isn't the place for you. That's all, and, and yeah. I'm okay with it. And I, that other kind of church wouldn't be the place for me. This exactly your environment's more of what more conducive to to, yeah. to to a lot of people. I think you know it is for me too because you know when you come into a setting like that, it's not so uptight. It's not so stiff necked. It's not so like stuffy. You yeah. know, like hey man, I can come in and and wear whatever I want to wear. You yeah, know, jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, be comfortable. Be in a tie. Could be a suit, suit and a tie. You know, I you know I preach from jeans and a and a button up. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, I think all those things play a part in having people be comfortable with who they are because God made you who you are. Mm-hmm. Simply, you know, and He loves you. And so, you know, I think that the church, when preaching that message, it needs to be exciting. And it needs to be happy and at the same time lining up with what you're saying in the building. Because if I told you, don't come in there with your T-shirt and your jacket and your, you know, tennis shoes, but come in. 
Well, that's not saying come all who are are heavy laden and burdened and I'll give you rest. That's saying right. come only if you bring this, this, and this. Like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, we, we like to try to align everything with the way the gospel's saying to, to present it. And, you know, so that's kind of why we do it. And I think, at least on my end, uh, you know, I've always... I've always thought like, well, if you find God and you find Jesus, you don't really have as much fun anymore. Whenever I think like fun, it's like, I can't enjoy a dirty movie, you know, right. <laughs> or I can't enjoy like, the things I've always loved to do. Like, cause I like, I, I enjoy swearing at t- from time to time, you know, and I enjoy dirty movies and I enjoy action movies and I'm just thinking like different things in my life, like in like, rap music and stuff. Like, yeah. can I not listen to that anymore? Can I not say the lyrics because they're, you know, they're not godly or whatever it is. And I, the more I get into it, it's like, I mean, don't live that lifestyle, obviously, of whatever the rap lyrics are. Sure. <laughs> but if you like the music, the, if you like the comedy, like I love stand-up comedy, and so does Nini. We love it. And a lot of it is just extremely dirty. Yeah. So where do you stand on the end of that? I, you know, again, I I don't get mixed up in in the um, the trappings of Christianity, if I can say that. Yeah. Um, Listen, I I enjoy action-packed movies. I love gangster movies. Literally love them. Yeah. Like I'm so overwhelmingly like entrenched What's your in, favorite? in gangster. Well, I mean Goodfellas or, you know, Scarface or yeah. you know, uh Casino. Um I, I really enjoy the mobsters. Um so so I I mean and I I'm crazy. Like I watch tons of documentaries based on all that stuff cuz I'm completely in like it just it's, it's it just glues me to it like you know what yeah. I mean so like well, I watch in, all that stuff it's an interesting crazy life that you'd it's never want to live I don't want to live crazy it crazy that somebody else did live it or but, does and it's true like these people do this stuff like I'm like this is crazy yeah. you know what I mean just like I'm really big into World War II history too but you know I see all this and I'm like man this is fascinating stuff and they cuss and they you know and they say things and that you and they're not good to say. I mean, whatever. But, you know, but I don't get mixed into to that stuff. Here's the only thing I say is, look, man, if God's convicting you on it, then that's different. It would be like this. People ask me, is it a sin to drink or not? And and I say, um, no, it's not. It's not a sin to, to drink a beer, a glass of wine, whatever. You know, now, if you can't stop at a glass yeah. of wine or two and, and have a nice time that you got to get trash drunk. Now we're talking about something different. Now I think there's a, there's an issue that we, we need to address. It's other than that. Let's, let's forget. Let's, I'm concerned about you as a human being, not about, you know, whether or not you drink too many beers, you yeah. know what I mean? Or if it turns you into a certain kind of person. Yeah. Like that's, that's not good. You know, mm-hmm. just for you as a human being, I, you know, whether or not, you know, you can deal with God on your own. I mean, I'm not here to judge you on, on how you live. Um, I'm here to present the gospel to you and, and, and present Jesus in, in the fullness and entirety of who he is. Um, I will say this. I, you know, I don't no longer um, listen to rap music. I don't. I used to, but I didn't like the the, the place that it took me. Right. You know what I mean? Because it took me back to those years right. of things that I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? But for somebody else, it doesn't take them there. So how am I saying, oh, if you listen to that, that's yours and sent. No, I, I can't, I can't say that, you know? So, you know, I, like I said, I don't get same thing with like tobacco. People have asked me, is it a sin to smoke? Well, I smoke cigars. I'll just be honest with you. I like a cigar. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'll have a cigar every once in a while. I don't smoke them every day. I don't smoke them once a week. I don't smoke them monthly, but you know, I have a cigar every once in a while. Am I in sin? No, 
I'm not. How do I know? Let me tell you how I know. Because I got a personal relationship with Jesus, and the Lord lets me know. Like, I'll feel convicted when I do something I shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And God will say, whoa, Keith, you shouldn't have treated that person that way. That was wrong. And then I got to go and tell that person I'm sorry, which, by the way, I hate that. So I try not to do that. You know what I mean? Because I don't like the feeling of, but but the Lord will show me when I'm doing something that isn't pleasing to him. But again, it's not about him being mad at me, though, either in that. He's not mad. He just wants the fullness for me to live in and not have to deal with the enemy's, you know, uh, shame and guilt and all that. That's the yeah. point of all of it. So that's why whenever, you know, if if you're watching something and, and the Lord, you know, you, you feel bad about watching it, you know, you feel dirty, whatever the case may be, you turn it off. And it's not about, you know, um, it's not about making you feel bad about it. It's about the Lord. Um, keeping you from the enemy's, you know, wiles and schemes. Because if you watch a, a bunch of, of sexual movies, you might fall into to pornography, and then it messes your your marriage up, and and all of that stuff will come with that. Yeah. And so God wants to try to keep us from those things, just simply because He wants us to live in the fullness of who He is, not because you know you're in danger of going to hell because of it. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. So I, I think those are the, the the right questions instead of whether or not this is going to cause you to go to hell or heaven. You know, more of, you know, living in the fullness of God so that your marriage is, is wonderful and, and you know, and your relationships with other people are good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so in healthy. So, yeah, I don't know if that answered the I question. Think it, I think yeah. I think somewhere in there. I believe you maybe, did. Maybe somewhere I, it in, definitely, that, in that It definitely rambling. did. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, as far as, like, wrapping this thing up, how, how do you want anything else you want to throw out there as far as receiving... Jesus receiving God about CWC, what would you like to to say to the people? Well, the yeah, peeps? the peep. Okay, let me see the peeps. Oh, only thing I would say, you know, is is just give the Lord a shot, man. You know, just give him a shot. You've lived a certain way, maybe. And I'm not even saying it has to be bad. I'm not saying that because, listen, if we've never given our lives to Jesus, but we're not alcoholics and we're not drug addicts, you didn't have the same past as me it still means you still have a we have rotten souls without christ christ is the one that comes in and cleans your soul period so you know my thing would just simply be man come and check it out see come and see what the lord has done right taste and see that the lord is good that's what scripture says come and see and so just give it a whirl you know i had a a pastor one time tell me he said give the lord one year you've given the other stuff multiple years just give the lord one and see what happens mm-hmm. and well the rest is history you know what i mean like now i'm you know 10 years into to living for jesus and and you know uh god using me to 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 do a lot of different things and have a successful marriage and you know beautiful uh, kids and, and all those things you know that that comes with the freedom of living for christ so my thing would simply be man you don't have to necessarily take my word for it try it you know what i mean just just give it a whirl you know it's like anything else it's like we don't especially the the culture we live in we don't give things enough time to sink in give things enough time to like make an impact well we want to be swiping the finger onto the next thing right you want like god on a tinder app you can swipe right on him and swipe right (laughs) swipe right but it's crazy because then i think i think like uh you know you give say say somebody's on medication they say they give you this medication for whatever for blood pressure and you've got to be on it for four to six months for it to start to work Mm. and somebody would take a pill a day there's not a whole lot of work there you pick the pill up you swallow it you just got to remember to take the pill right that's simple yeah 
but you've got to put the time in to get the results, right? That's true. So just like with, with Jesus or, or anything else in your life, you've got to, those, those situations you've gotten yourself in where it's like, I'm way down this well, how am I ever going to climb myself out? Well, you put the work in to, to get, get there. there. It's true. You've got to put the work in to get out. And somebody would say, oh man, like that's all this work. To get myself out of this, I got to do yeah. all this work. But you don't really have to do that much work. You've just got to just change open your up. perspective and your alignment. Yeah, and receive him. Going. You know, and receive. I mean, because I keep saying this receive thing because you know I think that's really important for people to understand. Like, you don't have to create anything. You just have to receive Christ, and 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 He will. Like you said, there is. I'm not. Because I don't want to give a wrong perception. Like there is no work. Like, listen, man. I get up in the morning. I. I but I don't see it as work, though, I guess. I guess, you know, When you first start out, it might be work. It, it might have been. Yeah, I would think... It's different it, from what you're used creating to Creating a habit yes. takes a little bit of time. And now my habit is I get up, I spend time with the Lord, I'm in my Word, I pray, you know, put on some worship music and, and you know, um, get into the presence of God, you know, make sure He's there and, and touch Him, you know what I mean? Because I need Him every day. So, you know, I, I do that, but... Yeah, and, and I think one of the things you said, you had said perspective. I, I think that's really good um, because perspective is, is a powerful, powerful thing um, for, for us as, as human beings, you know, because each one of us have a perspective period in life. I mean, if you think about um, any situation we're in, you'll view it differently than I viewed it because mm-hmm. we have a different perspective. I'm viewing it from my past relationships my past history everything's coming from that um i guess perspective right and you're viewing yours from your life and and everything so you know for us to to have a perspective change on the way we view even difficult things in life or weaknesses that we have in our life because and i've got weaknesses insecurities and and all those things that i have to to deal with but when we start to shift our perspective that when we, when we receive Christ and give our lives to him and receive him, what happens is, is those things that were once weaknesses and insecurities actually become the very thing that God uses to lift us up and make us strong. Because he says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and 12, it's Paul, he's talking about his weaknesses and failures and all this stuff. As a matter of fact, he's locked, in, locked up in prison in Rome. It's the second time he's in prison in Rome. And, and he's sitting there and he's saying about this weakness that he has. And, and he's asking God to take it from him. And God ends up telling him, my grace is sufficient for you. Because in your weakness, that's where I'm strong. Because, and, and this is what the scripture is saying. Because when I'm strong enough to do something on my own, I really don't have to ask God to help me. Let me just be honest. Like I did construction for 12 years of my life. I don't have to ask God on how to frame a wall run electrical in it and throw drywall up Mm. i can do that without talking to god about it Mm -hmm. i can just go right so in life when we understand that there's weaknesses that we have it's in those things that we have to rely on him that we have to say god now in my weakness i need you to be strong i need you to pull me out of this well i need you to pull me out of this ditch i need you to get me through this depression i need you to get me through this tough relationship that i just was in for x amount of years and now it's at an end whatever that case may be, my financial trouble. God, I'm weak right now, and I, I I don't know how to get out of it. I need you to get me out of it. Well, in that weakness, in that weak point is when this, the power of Christ comes, strengthens you in your weakness, and then uses those weaknesses. It's actually amazing. 
Um, because what he does is those things that once served as like uh, your stopping points, God will use as your launching points. Mm-hmm. Because he'll literally take those things that used to stop you because you just weren't strong enough to breach that thing on your own. God will then grab you and elevate you to that spot and just shoot you further off of it to say, hey, look. Because what happens is, is you become... You, you end up trusting him more and more. And the, and, the, and the stronger our faith gets, the more mountains get moved because we understand God's with us. Well, we don't have to do it on our own. God's with us. And the more we, we fall into that reality and receive that reality, man, life just becomes a whole lot. I'm not going to say life is easy because life isn't easy. Life is life. But it becomes a whole lot more fulfilling because, hey, man, I don't have to worry. I don't have to be anxious. I don't have to because I've got God on my side. And so, man, whatever, throw your best shot at me because I know God's with me. And so, yeah, learning to how to shift that perspective um, that when we receive Christ, no longer do our weaknesses need to be the things that hold us back, but our weaknesses become the very things that are, that strengthen us um, yeah. and who God is in us. So, Yeah, make yeah. your mess your message. Like I've, yeah. I've said that before when, we, I think when we've been talking we came around the same subject that's the point that you're taking that thing that's been a, a difficult part of your life and that becomes your your strongest your strongest uh, yeah your, your strongest benefit or your, your strongest uh, trait or whatever it might be yeah it's just like you know now you know the things that I faced in my drug addiction mm-hmm. they were hard things but because I watched God bring me through them nothing else that I run into is really that big a deal just to be honest, ODN, being in hospitals, being in prisons, being in, you know, those things were hard. Yeah. And now I've watched God bring me through all of it. Now when I run into, you know, a little financial trouble or, you know, whatever the case may be, someone doesn't like this or that of me or whatever, it's like, oh, well, that's cool. God, God's going to bring me right through this thing. Right. You know? And then also be able to use that um, that weak, that weak thing that, that used to be in me, um, to be able to minister to others, like, Hey man, there's hope man. you can get out of it because addiction is a rough, rough life. And mm-hmm. there is hope and there is freedom in the name of Jesus. There just is. Um, and, and it no longer becomes work on your end because he does it for you because who the sun sets free is free. Indeed. There's nothing you've got to work up on your own. You just got to receive that freedom and then he'll, you, you know, one thing real quick before we go. So when, when I picture Jesus, right, or I picture life, okay, and it's a bucket, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say life's a bucket, and, and you're going through life, da 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 whatever, right? This relationship, that relationship, uh, this, this thing, this thing, this thing, whatever, drugs, alcohol, women, men, whatever, right? And you fill this bucket up with all the garbage that life throws at us, the ups and downs, the hurts, the ins, the outs. And this bucket is full with that stuff, right? Muddy, muddy water. What would be the easiest way to get that stuff out? And probably the most painless way. To me, and this is, you could do one of two things. One, you could dump it over, right? You you can take the work yourself and try to dump that thing over. Or you could just take a hose shove the hose in it, turn the water on, and watch the water just push all the dirty water out, right from the bottom up, mm-hmm. from the inside out. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Christ does. That's really good. You don't yeah. have to dump yourself out. Right. All you got to do is receive him. And if you dump yourself out, what's left? What's left? What's left? You're going to be empty, hurting, confused, all that stuff. Yeah. But instead, what happens is, is you put that hose in, which is Jesus, right? You let the Spirit of God come in your life and start to clean you from the inside 
out. And the next thing you know, man, you're you're the things that are coming out of you are are, are from the Lord instead of what you've learned from your past. And so that's that's my thing, man, is that's what the Lord does, man. You, you don't have to try to dump yourself out. You ain't got to try to get this thing figured out all at once, man. You give your life to Jesus, watch him come in and begin to clean you from the inside out. That's really good. I like that. That's a great analogy. Cool. I think that as far as a visual example of what happens yeah. or what, what you want to happen, that's that displays it very well. That's cool. Awesome. Um, so if people want to find out about CWC, how do they, what's the website? It is cwctyrone.org. Okay. Facebook? Facebook's Community Worship Center. Okay. Yeah, Community Worship Center. Uh, located at 1300 Bald Eagle Avenue in Tyrone. Um, if you know Tyrone at all, you come off the Tyrone exit, the main Tyrone exit there, and make a right by Burger King. Go down make two right streets. At Subway. Yep, make a right at Subway, which is two streets down. It's 13th Street. It's right down. You can't miss it. There's a huge sign, Community Worship Center. A uh, pretty decent-sized building. Um, come on and check it out, man. We... You know, one of the things we're getting ready to launch into is Community Matters next year. But before we get to that, um, we got Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday. Sunday night. We have a 5 and a 7 p.m. Man, if, if, you, if you're not going anywhere for Christmas Eve, you need to come check it out. Like, we're going to have a whole celebration type thing. You know, it's uh, Jesus' birthday. It's what it represents. So we're going to celebrate. Um, we're going to party like it's 1999. Come on, somebody. And the best, the best part of CWC is if you have kids, they have a great team of, of people who watch your kids. The, the children's uh, the children's end of the church is one of my favorite parts because one of the most stressful parts of church is trying to keep your three-year-old from Wrangled screaming in. while you're sitting there trying to pay attention. And, and you, the more you're the more you're worried about your kid, the less paying attention you are to what's happening in it's the true. sermon that day. So it's like if you can take them downstairs and they have people who are watching them and they and Max every single time has so much fun. And when we're going to church, he's like, Dad, I don't want to go because he's at home playing with all his toys. Sure. And then we get there and we're done. He does. He's like super happy. He always wants to go up and get a snack afterwards. We eat up in the cafe. Yeah. Have a latte and and hang out, don't we? Yeah. It's a good time. And if you're not from the area, you can watch online. So you stream online every Sunday. So if you're not from central Pennsylvania, you can just watch on the website. Yeah. You can just go on to cwctyrone.org, click watch live, boom, pull it up. Or we got an app. You can go onto your iPhone or your Android device, either one. Go to your app store, download our app, Community Worship Center, um, and it's right there. And then all the stuff is embedded in the app as well. Watch live, boom. And you can Sunday donate. Mornings. You donate on that app too, which is great because yeah. I never carry cash. Every Sunday I feel like a jerk. I'm like, oh, I forgot money again. And then they hand the bucket around and I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't And luckily Nina usually has a couple bucks. And I'm like, I don't have any money. Oh, <laughs> you don't have to people, feel I bad. Feel like people were staring at me like, no. sinner. So then I get on my app. You can get on there and you can just, you know, punch yeah. in however much you want to donate and you're good. Yeah, you can. You, you can you can give right from there um, and on our website as well. You know, a couple different ways. It's funny. You know, we the way we look at giving is – is it's not an obligation. It's an opportunity, you know, to, to sow in, to use natural resources to advance the kingdom of God. Because every dime we, we, we bring in, man, we use to go out and, and tell other people about who Jesus is and, and to help them on their on their journey, you know, called life. And mm-hmm. so, you know, so that that's what we, we use the money for. And, and yeah, man, if, if you feel led to give, awesome. If not, awesome. We don't, we don't. Well, no. We just want you there to be a part of it, you know, to experience the love of God. That That's our heart behind all of this. And so, yeah. And um, 
Yeah, so Christmas Eve, 5 to 7, 5 and 7, not 5 to 7. It's, it's about a 50-minute service on Christmas Eve, 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. That's the Sunday. Um, it, it'll be a great time. And then we actually, at the beginning of the year, we're launching a thing called Community Matters. Um, maybe you'll invite me back, and I'll do a, a whole thing on that with you, too. Cause, yeah, for sure. Because we want to we wanna, uh, just really highlight and point out just how important community is. You know, and um, and the way that God views community as well um, as a whole. So we're excited about launching it. We're actually calling it a, a Community Matters campaign where it'll last the entire year um, next year um, where we're going to do fun events every month with the whole family. Um, it won't be just, you know, uh, husband and wives or, you know, kids. It'll be the whole family fun, mm-hmm. renting out the bowling alley, movie theaters, different things like oh, that. Cool. Yeah, just so we can all come together as, as one unit and just enjoy the time. Like, you know, popcorn, hang out, watch a good movie. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. So we're excited about that as well. But Watch an old mob flick or something like that. Old mob flick. I'm on Scarface. it. I'm on it, Scarface. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? I'd have, have some of the uh, the older people so mad at me. They That'd would, be a bit of an issue. They would be mad at me. <laughs> So, but no, man, it, it's good. We're excited about what Jesus is doing in people's lives. It's just that simple. And, and it's, it's, and, and what a great time of year with Christmas, you know, sharing, sharing that with people. It's a, it's a time where everybody likes to share, yeah. you know, and people are more open to receive and, and give and, and all those things. So what a great time of year to, to, to be a part of, of what the Lord's doing at Community Worship Center. It's, it's fun, man. We, we have a great time. And so, yeah, so. Christmas Eve, five to seven, or five and seven, and then typical Sunday morning though. Rob is nine thirty and eleven fifteen mm-hmm. in the morning. That's that's every Sunday besides this Sunday coming because it's Christmas Eve. But other than that, it's nine thirty and eleven fifteen. Two connection times. I'm very grateful for that eleven fifteen connection time because that nine thirty. Nope, it's a little early. Not gonna happen. It's not gonna. <laughs> it's, not, it's too early. We live like twenty minutes away. We live in Altoona. You're in Tyrone, so it's like yeah. to get myself prepared that early. Well, and to get Nene up and get Max ready, eleven fifteen is perfect. It's it's a great time. I, I like it too. Um, now I got to do both services, so I, I, right, I'm not, yeah, but, but uh, the, the more way I look at it, you, you drive every every Sunday morning to be with us, man. We appreciate it so much because we love having you guys, you and your family. We 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 thoroughly enjoy Jules and I. You know, even getting to know you guys and hanging out with you and, and Nene and Max and uh, you know because we hang out. Yeah, not just the church. Me and you, we, we, we hang out, spend some time. We together. do. Yeah. We, we do dinners and and hang out. So what what a blessing it's been. To get Honestly, to know you guys, man, we appreciate you and thank you so much for having me today. Thanks for being in here. And like, I, it's just a selfish thing on my end, getting you to come in <laughs> here, so I can. I'm not sitting with a hundred other people. It's just me. So I get to, and then everybody else can listen later on. <laughs> well, I enjoy it. I enjoy this. So I well, thanks, Keith. Yeah. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you. I'm telling you, man, Pastor Keith is the real deal. There's a reason why his last name's Deal. He, he's he's awesome, and he's been impactful in my life. Hopefully, uh, through this podcast and his two previous podcast episodes, uh, 272 and 287, he becomes a powerful part in your life as well. I I just I, I could listen to him talk all day long, and I love being able to interject and just uh, be a part of, of what he does as his profession, as his calling to this world. So thank you, Pastor Keith. Thank you to Trade Secrets at 1223 13th Avenue in Altoona. Secrets in Trade on Facebook. Trade Secrets underscore skincare on Instagram. Uh, creamy sugar scrubs, handcrafted bath bars, all natural deodorants, bath bombs, 
all natural lip balms, everything made all natural in house. So great products that are also great for your body. They have no allergies attached to them. Like they have no added weird chemicals that you would not expect to be in them added to them. What you get is what you see. Everything made in house at Trade Secrets. And a shout out to Juice. Speaking of everything made in house, what you see is what you get. That is what Trade Secrets is all about. Or that is what, I'm sorry, Juice is all about. 517 Allegheny Street in downtown Hollidaysburg. I'm from Central Pennsylvania. This podcast is from Central Pennsylvania, so I have Central Pennsylvania sponsors. If you're outside of the area, understand that these are awesome businesses in the area that I live in. At The Juice Bar on Facebook and Instagram. J-O-O-S. The Juice Bar. J-O-O-S. On Facebook and on Instagram. Cold pressed juice and smoothies. Smoothie bowls and bone broth. Uh, Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram for daily specials, hot soups, raw vegan baked goods, delicious food, and things that will make your body run better. See ya! That's brutal.